0: Welcome to MIND, this is Alan and Sebastian, and today we're talking about destroying technology. Particularly destroying those tools that have been associated widely with evil acts. So Sebastian, let's begin.
1: Mm. So so a few episodes back we spoke about the advantages to destroying um, technology and a question was raised where If there's a difference, if you can uh, personify uh, technology based on what sort of people created it or used it and for what purposes they used it. So um, the real question here is, you know, does destroying technology associated with evil in some sense give the victims or perhaps the it it, it would be interesting to take the case of a historian looking back uh, would it give any benefits and if so which benefits
0: so probably we should take some examples Uh, Mm, yeah i I think you'll mention the gas chambers i'm thinking of something more difficult like a knife used in the murder of a loved one so this is Mm. this is almost a personal um, meaning outside of any kind of national coverage or maybe possibly if they found the knife of a mass murderer uh, Jack the Ripper then then now it's got historical significance but um, something smaller I'm thinking so why don't we mm. take s- either of those
1: <clears throat> yeah for sure um, so I, I would y- just to the basics i think the most basic um advantage if you're a victim like if if your wife was murdered with the knife and you know the um the murderer wasn't caught right he wasn't he didn't pay for even though he you know obviously does in the long run because he will have to live with himself after he has murdered his wife um but 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 still the you know the guy who got his wife killed hasn't um you know has, has still has a wound right i mean he is still hurt and he um yes. might feel the need to you know find the guy so in a scenario like that where he you know tries to he, he would do anything to find this murder and he spent uh a lot of time doing pursuing that and endangering his life i think yeah, for sure, it it would be an advantage if we could get closer uh, by by just burning, uh, well, uh, destroying uh, the murderer's equipment, like the knife. Especially, I think would be uh, the target. So, do you have any other examples? Sure. Or...
0: Well, th- to respond to that point, so so it sounds like this frustration at not being able to find the actual perpetrator and the perpetrator is here personified by this tool by this Mm. uh, weapon whatever it is and there's a ceremony a kind of act where you destroy this tool and in doing so you're trying to destroy the Possibly the significance of the act, right? You, you, it, it seems to me like a form of closure, like a form of forgetting. Mm. Watching this disappear in, in the case of burning it to, to, to ashes or to nothing, and also here is a sense of justice. This is like this is an execution, isn't it? This is a surrogate execution. Yeah. Uh, the knife here stands in for the neck of the criminal and I, I, it sounds to me like you're hanging the knife because you you would hang the criminal instead, but you can't find him. I think that human beings can do this, that it can provide great meaning when you we have the ability, imaginatively, to project, to treat objects as, as an extension, if not the person himself. I guess it depends on how well this object captures the essence of the person. But we do this, of course, when somebody passes away, right? We keep their belongings, even though mm-hmm. they're they're not the belongings. So they have some association with it. Um, so we know it's effective, right? We know we can do this um, and, and something will happen. Obviously, the advantage is a, a sense of mastery over it, a sense of justice, and then a, a sense of closure, forgetting about it. So that's what occurs to me. D- doing this to the tool itself.
1: Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it gives you closure. So um, yeah, do you? Have, yeah, I'm. <laughs> do you have anything?
0: Well, this more is for the smaller. This? Well, yeah. The... So this is for like the smaller tool. What about? you know when it comes to the destruction of something like the gas chambers here that there's a historical significance because Mm. keeping it alive what what does that do well it doesn't allow it to be forgotten right so yeah whether one should destroy it well i'm not sure in in whose possession i assume it's the government's are these chambers but suppose they were somehow privately acquired I think that I think that we should not forget the evil, and so erasing it physically might pose a risk that we forget it. So I think that's a risk if you destroy something of that kind of stature. but if it's if it's a, a smaller personal context, somebody killed a family member with a knife. it's it's you know this crime only relates to your family and you're in possession of these weapons well I assume you wouldn't want to keep to it uh, treasure them that you want to kill them destroy them so there's there's no historical significance um, because nobody can learn from this it's just a knife but the, the gas chambers for example you know the world speaking generally knows about this and so there's great benefit in keeping them and not destroying them.
1: Yeah, and related to this is the, you know, this would be interesting The, I remember there being an article that Hitler's old house, where he grew up, I believe, was raised to the ground a while back, and there was some conflicting opinions. I'm actually, you know, I used to think that it was wrong because you need to remember history, right? And this was just Uh, Like the gas chambers you described, but thinking about it now, um, that's not the same thing, right? This is the house of the Fuhrer, right? This isn't where he killed people, this is where he grew up, so it doesn't really give that effect of horror, right? I think if they had kept, I don't know if they do, if they kept the bunker where Hitler killed himself, I think that would be uh, worth keeping around, but I don't think his house where he grew up especially if he didn't uh, you know form his ideas there especially if he you know was innocent to a degree right but yeah do you have any thoughts on that
0: yeah that's a great point particularly your last point it was a formative um period in his life provided that he formed there and developed there so it's not clear that the identity of the fury is associated directly with this household and uh, further it doesn't indicate the crimes it's is not so directly linked with them uh, for the reason as you mentioned that this was him before the crimes but also it's not the scene of the the crimes and also it's not directly responsible He didn't house them uh there are no particular tools however if you if we add if we call, qualify this, if they were like prototypes of gas chambers and drawings in his bedroom and his bedroom was like the the nest where he hatched these IDs, then you say, well, possibly there's some reason to preserve these walls because here's the first flooring of the evil that was to come out uh, in full form later. But if there's nothing indicative of any of this, then all you're doing then is preserving a, a, i suppose a kind of happier memory memory of him so i think possibly leave it i think it's a, here a derivative and non-essential it, it it holds little significance so i agree with you on that point
1: point. Mm, and then you know there are similar ca- similar cases just to wrap up um where his mountain resort uh is like a cafe now i believe i'm not too sure but uh i think it's called the crow's nest or something like that where he well he only went up there once but that's all preserved so i i think the same well i don't know because he ruled yeah i think that's different even though it's not a gas chamber even though it's not where he killed himself i think right it still has some historical value because that's where he ruled and ruled uh you know germany and mingled with the politicians which is half the battle right you have to you know first of all control the people and you do that you could do that well part the part of that is just mingling with um you know the politicians in the country which he did well as far as i understand mostly over there so yes even though it's not as dramatic as a gas chamber or his bunker, That's I think right. um, it's um, still you know a legitimate <laughs> historical relic as opposed to um, his house growing up and you know, I guess his toys while growing up and everything like that.
0: So, yes, uh, I think you're right. I, I think if it was involved in in a clearly less direct way, it could hold some significance but the question arises how many of these historical artifacts must we preserve because it's kind of endless right i mean maybe he traveled (laughs) and used all kinds of vehicles and trains are we supposed to preserve and where do we house them like you know he traveled over this road when he made this decision and that was a critical decision i mean should we is this highway now going to be named you know um in relation to that incident um so so i I guess the question would have to arise how would you delimit the number of artifacts you know the gas chambers are pretty uh, they hold so much you know not only what happened but also everything that led up to it They're, they're kind of like a summary you know hitler is there and the nazis are there and the Jewish people are there and all the other people are there. And the whole war is there. It's it's so pregnant with all the events. It's like a climax. So I suppose an argument could be made that you, we really don't need to now preserve every tank and car and place and fort and bunker. Mm. Maybe a few. Maybe focus on the essentials like here is where he met his end like a coward. And here are the gas chambers, particularly the gas chambers. Um... Because it's kind of the effect of the ideas that he had and others who shared his ideas. So that's important, you know, the scope and scale of destruction. I think probably more important than you know the bunker, even though one could take some joy and celebrate. It's but that I think is suspicious to be visiting the bunker every year to celebrate it. I think that plenty of alternatives are superior to doing that, even though one should celebrate it. So, final mm-hmm. thoughts, and uh, I think I think we're okay for this um, for this segment.
1: Yeah, I guess um, my final thought is just, you know, how many other uh, you know historical artifacts might we have? You know, sh- should we maybe have saved like, you know, I mean, there's museum museums showing off you know Jack the Ripper's stuff. But should we have like uh preserve the stuff that you know kings use because I mean kings used to have massive injustices, so so I guess I'm gonna end on that question just uh you know yes. wh- well yeah what what should be preserved and what shouldn't uh is a difficult question, and uh, it all depends on you know how recent it is, I think is is a part of it, but also just how horrific. And how that, unprecedented, you know, because with kings that's the problem that, you know, there wasn't any other way to live. That's that, you know, especially to, you know, the ancient people they just they just couldn't figure out many other ways that worked. So um, that's right. In just weren't any op- other options. Yeah.
0: The, and also uh, that's a great question to end it. And also how the the in history. Is the thing that you're trying to preserve. For example, it might not mm. be the exact kind of iteration of a crime, but I mean, tyrants can be a category. So you must we really sanctify and preserve every single blade of every single tyrant that fell upon a victim's head. I mean, history is totally replete with them. So maybe we can just pick out a few of the greater ones, and we can. Yeah, I mean, just simply for like logistics. I mean, I just don't see Mm. enough space in the world to hold Mm -hmm. all the, you know, artifacts of evil. Um, So, but it's a a great question. How do you choose and how do you treat them and what significance is there in destroying them? So I think we can end it here.
1: Before then, let's just clarify that. Um, you know, what we mean with need here and what we mean with, you know, should, <laughs> uh, you know, that doesn't justify force being used just because something of is of great value doesn't mean that it, uh, you know, allows people to do whatever they want or, you know, whatever is required to preserve artifacts like this, so. Uh, but yeah, and then another question entirely is, what do you do with all of these artifacts after a war? So, <laughs> I just thought I would clarify that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And another question arises, how long do you keep them? And um, is this in perpetuity? And are these museums, uh, possibly there's a case of 700 years from now, if we evolve and we we don't resemble anything the horrors of the past possibly we can make more space in these museums if space is a consideration or simply selecting them is a consideration for other things i mean must we remind ourselves I, i i suggest well i suggest to me that one should be eternally reminded of um the potential evil um and and the effects of bad ideas so Possibly I'm starting to answer my own Mm -hmm. question, but (laughs) it seems like we're evolving the logistics of it as well here, but uh, a lot of questions have been raised up in here, possibly more than answered, but uh, that's always exciting for uh, the future. So I think now we can um, close this and uh, keep going. So check your premises and think.